This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Scott Jones. Where you been? I'm Mercer Roberto. I'm where? here today. <laughs> Vic, how are you? I, where the hell have you been? She doesn't I'm laugh sorry. at my jokes like that. I wish she did. No, you've really got to be funnier. I know. I, Her I standards. Gotta up, I got to up my game. Standards of stand humor. Up. Very high, those yes. standards of humor. Yeah. Uh, you know, you. I want to know where you've been. You haven't been here for a couple of weeks, and I've had to work with Roberto. This yeah. Feel, this feels kind of low to me. I'm, I'm in the Marissa Roberto chair today. Yeah, I was uh, uh, I was away. I was on uh, right. partial holiday. Can you tell us a story and don't linger too long? I know I bore you with my stories. He does. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know I'm you so you a story. well. Like this is a story break for you. You were in Europe. Yeah, I had to go to um, uh, MIPCOM as uh, part of an assignment for EP. We worked with uh, Telefilm, and they said there's going to be a lot of Canadian uh, productions over there. MIPCOM? Is a television uh, trade show and convention and festival that celebrates... and uh, people sell their TV shows to broadcasters from all over the world. I see. It sounds made up, frankly. It's really a crazy show. There was a poster. Um, I think it's a Chinese animated uh, show called uh, The Configurators. It's about robots that uh, turn into uh, vehicles and stuff. And uh, it just it's, it just looked like garbage. And that really kind of uh, uh, underlined for me what a lot of MIPCOM was about. There was a lot of junky stuff that people were trying desperately to sell. A lot of, what do they call it, plagiarizing? Well, yeah. The, what was it called, the constructionists? It was configurators. And I, I told Enzo, our, our camera operator and uh, field producer that came with me, that I had seen this thing, and he just busted out laughing, and he said, configurators, roll out. Because it just sounded that's so... That's a good one, Enzo. So ridiculous that that was the name of the thing. But anyways, MIPCOM is a lot of that. There's lots of Dolph Lundgren posters and Steven Seagal posters for shows and movies that they're trying to cobble together and sell. But there are some genuine new TV shows and cool projects to get excited about. Mm-hmm. I met uh, Elizabeth Hurley. I talked to her. Shit. She's in a show called The Royals. Uh, Don- Dominic Monaghan's got a new show that he's working... Was uh, he in that Hobbit? He was one of the Hobbits. I don't. I think he was. I think he was Smiley the Hobbit. Anyways, he, he was. Uh, he was there. He's. He's uh, in a, a show about a New York cop that's been uh, uh, transplanted to Stockholm, and he was working with the main guy from the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies, the the original Swedish ones. So that was pretty cool. Talking that to guy them. is in uh, John Wick, which I saw last night. Yeah, he's not a he's handsome a, dude, but uh, he's a, an intense dude. You know, and he's fascinating to watch on screen. He wasn't playing a Swedish guy in the movie. He was playing a Russian mobster. Okay. Pretty effective, though. And he was good? Good bad guy? Uh, he, yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, Actually, it, you can review it. It's out today, isn't it? You can you can tell people if they should see it or well, not. Well, listen, it's a new... Exp- uh, we're still on your story. Okay, all right, okay. Stay so, on your thing. Um, Gene Simmons, I met him and talked to him. It's, it's going to be on camera. It's pretty soon. He's such a... Anyways, I uh, met him. Uh, and, uh, you know, and talked to some Canadian producers and some Canadian uh, uh, actors. I met um, uh, uh, Yannick uh, Besson, who is the, uh, the lead Besson. on uh, Murdoch Mysteries. Super nice guy. My favorite show. And that, that show is killing it. I mean, they're, they're in like 169 markets or something like that. They were... Uh, the, he was getting stopped for autographs when he was walking around in Cannes, which was crazy. And, uh, and Cannes was, uh, I, you know, you, I've read about it and heard about it. It's, this it's is like the French city. Disneyland. Yeah, Cannes, France. But it's not. It's really tiny. 
and it's been overrun by Hollywood and the uh, the whacked out uh, marketing for all of these terrible TV shows, all these reality, you know, spin-off type shows that were all over the city was really weird and incongruous to see against the, uh, you know, some, it's not like medieval architecture, but there's a lot of old stuff in there. It looks like something out of the talented Mr. Ripley or something. It looks like a village out of the 50s that has been uh, kind of, you know, taken over by Hollywood sort of flash and it didn't work. And there was really weird things like a Charlie's Angel uh, cutout thing where you could pretend to be Drew Barrymore or something like that. Sounds like you traveled back to the 70s. It was weird. Like, it was a, ver- a, it was a very machine. weird thing. Did you take a time machine instead of an airplane t- on this trip? Uh, yes, it felt like that. It does sound like all the, the people and things that you just mentioned I know, I know. were from a long time ago, I my know, friend. Listen, I, I have uh, an urgent question for okay, you. Okay, sure. Did you go to Bruges? Uh, no, I did not go to Bruges. That's nowhere near Cannes. That's in, uh, that's it's in Brussels. Europe, though. It is in Europe. No, so we went to Cannes, did the work. We were there for four days covering the, uh, the, the convention What's the top work? to bottom. Is that, is that a uh, European thing? That was the work, yeah. Oh, we did, the work. We I did the work. It was a French word that you were. No, the... le work. Uh, so we got <laughs> lots of interviews, uh, shot lots of stuff around town, shot some uh, pockets for reviews on the run. Which Who are was gonna, it, and, like the most famous person you met, like the most exciting? I mean, Elizabeth uh, Hurley, she, I, like I would have been excited to meet her 20 years ago. Yes. And then I would have hit on her for sure. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But she's a, she's a talent. I, I, I mean, I met actors that I respect that were you know pitching show i met donald sutherland that was pretty amazing yeah invasion of the body snatchers he was incredible and uh he's a fantastic actor and we talked for very briefly about uh uh an animated thing that he's doing with the cbc uh and i talked to mira sorvino and i talked to m night Shyamalan. i know it's like it is seriously like he went into a time machine (laughs) and went back 15 years ago it was weird it really was and it felt like we were one of the only um sort of true entertainment shows that was there there was no et or access or anything like that uh there was some european stuff there was uh, a a chinese cable thing the guy that was doing the interviews didn't know who anybody was mm-hmm. and he kept saying uh this is airing in china do you have anything to say to chinese people so you know gene simmons would be like i love china I made a lot of money in china sorry about that I just hey that you knocked my mario over i'll get it dude i'm sorry uh so it was weird it was and you know we were asking questions about people's shows and we were talking to writers and producers about stuff that they were uh, putting together the coolest thing that i did at mip is i attended a panel uh, with Stephen Moffat, who's the executive producer of Doctor Who and The Sherlock Show, and M. Night Shyamalan was there, and um, uh, a couple of other guys that are working with BBC uh, uh, were working, uh, and uh, sort of sci-fi type shows were there, and that was really fascinating to hear about everybody's um, sort of different slant and take and production processes, and uh, that was cool. It, it was a it was a really illuminating event, and one of the things that I really noticed is that there is nothing like what we do here at EPN anywhere in the world, at least on display at MIPCOM, you know? So I felt very energized about the value of our content, the uniqueness of it, um, and what we send out into the world is is kind of really cool, you know, especially uh, in contrast to some of the other questions that I heard on the floor or on the red carpet and also from, you know, a lot of the cheese that I saw up on the walls, mm. you know? So it was, uh, it was a good trip. Uh, your hotel room obviously had a bidet. Uh, no, it did not. It was a terrible hotel. It was uh, absolutely meant for um, backpackers, 
And I brought my family with me because what we did is we added an extra week onto the trip and we went to uh, Paris and London, Why which was, was amazing. Why was hotel bad? Because it was the, you know, the last minute bookings. It wasn't like this was the, uh, the premier placement for us to be set up to, to get to Con. Those, like, that's a very expensive was thing a, to do. Was it a communal bathroom that you had to use? No, we had the regular bathroom, but it was, uh, it was just, you know, they didn't have enough towels. They didn't have a hair dryer. So you'll see me on TV with uh, flat hair. What? No hair dry. I couldn't dry my hair for the first time that I was shooting there and for a long time. So none of this spiky stuff. It was weird. Your hair looks weird. great today, though. Thanks, man. Thank so you. I don't know what it looks like in these segments. I can't wait to see Terrible. that on the show. Terrible hair. Okay, so no yeah. bidet. That was, that's like yeah. 10 minutes of conversation that's lost now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure you would have been had some bidet experiences. No, no bidet. Uh, and, you know, in Paris was pretty cool. We went to uh, the zoo, which I know is not a, a great politically correct thing to do anymore and we felt guilty being there yeah. watching all of these animals but Paris has some money because they had all of the primo animals you could ever want they were rhinoceros and, and they like, have a monkey they had tons of monkeys they had so many giraffes is it giraffes giraffi giraffe giraffi okay they had a lot of giraffes and uh how was the flight though uh sucked wait one more exotic oh, animal no I uh okay um uh, emu. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, the the flight <laughs> the flight sucked. Wombat. And no, they had a jaguar, which was the weirdest thing because it was pacing. It was looking at like penguins across the thing, it just going back and oh forth in, in 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 this glass enclosure. And Ruby was my daughter was just right up against the thing, wanting to touch the jaguar. No. And they were just like looking at each other. And it was very surreal to see them so close. You see that kind of stuff on YouTube all the so time. So the jaguar wanted the penguins, but and, also... And if, then when if Ruby was available. Humans. Yeah, it would have yeah. been a nice appetizer. Yes. Anyways, uh, flight, was uh, flight was terrible. Did you sleep? We took uh, a, a terrible... Uh, oh, the flight to... Because what we did is we went to London. Mm -hmm. to get uh, you know used to the time zone difference which was the right thing to do but then we had to fly from london to nice and then drive from nice to con and a well, lot Marcy of the had to drive from nice to no Cannes. no we had a cab but the oh. uh, the airlines that fly inter europe aren't always the best airlines unless you want to pay through the nose and, and go on uh, british airways so or something what flight were you, what we were on a co company called easyjet don't ever fly EasyJet. it was really really crappy there's no you have to lug all your crap everywhere they want to double charge you for every extra piece of luggage that you may need and we, of course we're traveling with a, a child and production gear so it was a lot of crap uh, and then we landed in Nice and uh, we hear over the loudspeaker that uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen we're just gonna uh, ladies and gentlemen we're just gonna wait here on the uh, tarmac because um, what happened is that there was a, uh, a person that may or may not have had meningitis on the this airplane not this flight but this airplane before yours um, so we just want to confirm with all the authorities and the medical personnel that uh, you guys are all fine. So we waited there for two hours. Well, it was Sunday night, so we wanted to hear if you know we had meningitis or not. I don't even know what that is. Well, I what it turned is out it, is it Ebola? and what, what happened on the news is that there was concerns that it was an Ebola. Uh, okay, Ebola. I know what that a, is. A, a possible Ebola patient. So they kept us. In, in potential quarantine for the two hours. It, well, really what it was is uh, uh, we were kept in uh, purgatory for two hours because we didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. And then they just let us go because everything was fine. But it was, uh, was nerve-wracking because, you know, I'm looking at my, my family. I'm like, oh, my God, did we just, 
you know, infect my kid. You know what happened down in Georgia that started the whole zombie thing on The Walking Dead? It was meningitis that started that. So <laughs> it was good that you didn't. I know it's good that we didn't start have, the zombie tea. I have one. some gas today. Oh yeah, I had a little like breakfasty burrito before this. Yeah, and I think it let didn't. one out, man. No, it's coming up this way. It's okay. not going down that way. Right. Uptown, not downtown. Okay. okay. Uh, well, then we went to Paris, had a good time for a couple of days. Did you see the Eiffel Tower? We did see the Eiffel Tower. You know, remember when we were there together? I did. We were talking about that. We, we, were, hands. We, we were really classy. We ate baguettes and reviewed video games together. Yeah, we were used to be assholes. We, I mean, really, <laughs> we couldn't be more American tourists than that, right? Oh, that was a good trip, though. That, that was, was the last time I was in Europe. Yeah. And They, they don't were, let you back now, right? I, I yeah. must have done something on that trip. <laughs> that I'm no longer allowed. I'll tell you though, I was glad to be back in London because more stuff works in London than it does in uh, Paris for some reason. Were, were you able, I, you know, I saw, I'm friends on Facebook with Vic, yep. all right? That's, I am. Yeah. And so I let's, saw- Let's just put that out there. Yeah, it's out there now. Okay, and, all right. You know, I'm, I, uh, I saw a couple of your updates. Yeah. So you had some, you did have some Wi-Fi at, at certain points. Yeah. You were able to- Yep let us know and we were relieved wi-fi does work uh partially in europe i Not can as, confirm so, that so uh it works better here though in north america <laughs> you know what it, i mean we're we're younger so the like countries are younger north america is younger so there's just more infrastructure mm -hmm. that's sort of set up for population explosion mm -hmm. and technology and when you're in europe you're dealing with you know, medieval architecture and crooked streets and cobblestones. And uh, it was, it, it, the, the streets sort of grew uh, and were all sort of positioned to accommodate uh, horse and carriage That's right. traffic. That's what they used to use to drive around. And pedestrians really just got out of the way, right? And then cars started hitting the roads and all of the roads and the structures and the signage and the lights and everything are set up for the cars, not the people. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you go, uh, and I, this isn't true with every city in there, but certainly in, in lots of London and lots of Paris, it's just a cluster. You don't know what the hell you're doing. And if you're dragging luggage and stuff like that, it's just, you're constantly reminded of... Uh, and a two and a half year old. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to navigate. But we had an, an incredible time in London. We saw the damn Queen of England just on a random thing. We went to uh, Buckingham Palace to show my daughter where the queen lived. And uh, it turned out there was a procession that day with the King of Singapore. And so we watched two hours of pageantry. It was like a giant parade. And it was literally like 200 people there. So it was really intimate to see like horses. And they did like this cosplay thing where they were blowing off cannons for a little while. And there were guards everywhere. They're and then the Letting queen. cannons go. I, it was insane. And then the queen goes by in her chariot, her carriage. Her chariot of fire. Okay, her chariot of fire. Everything's, there's fireworks, <laughs> explosions. And then the, the I just know it, it's Kate, who's pregnant now. Kate, Kate Middleton. And, and uh, she is a George. Lady. George, is it George? Which one's William? the new baby that she No, has? no, the dude. Is it William? It's William and Kate. Uh, they came I know by. Kate they for sure. I know. I know Kate too. When I see her picture, I'm like, "That's Kate." Yeah, I've we seen know her Kate. She's before, famous, and I'll see her. Well, picture I saw. Again. I saw her go by, and she smiled. I don't know what her husband's name is. It's William. We're in Canada now. I guess yeah. I should learn that. I, I didn't really know either. Uh, but it's, it was it's like, it was exciting. It was like holy. Was that crap. one with the little one with the red hair? Was he there? His brother? I don't know. That little hellion? I, I, I don't know the, <laughs> the, the guy. I think the guy that gets naked in Are you Vegas. Sure they did? <laughs> yes, it was that guy. <laughs> or is that me? Is that you? 
I wish I still got naked in Vegas. Uh, so a good trip. It was cool. Thanks I, for indulging in my story. Are you sure? Story. Yeah, we're, that's yeah, it. There's that's no, enough of that. Are you sure you don't have anything else? I feel like no. there's... Okay. No. Uh, are you sure they didn't do this parade just for you? They're like that guy who's been running EP for 25, 30 years. I'd, I'd, let's, let's start that rumor. That would be cool. I know. I, I bet you the king of Singapore, big fan of EPN. You know, big I'm fan. Big fan. So thank you. Thank you, king thank of Singapore. Thank you, England. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're away, I was getting uh, I was getting used to going back to work. Yeah, uh, I'm still doing my therapies you, and stuff like that. I, I haven't gotten a, a letter of resignation yet, so everything's okay. Well, after so I saw Ouija, <laughs> I was trying trying to write one in the dark. Uh, How's it feel? How do you uh, feel? It feels good. Yes, in the last 24 hours, Marissa Roberto, yeah. uh, who you, you may know. Yeah, you keep saying her full name like you want to accuse her well, of I'm something. Just, I'm just getting used to no, no. knowing that there's another person around there here. Are, just, yeah. Usually it's just been you and me, and then there was another girl that worked here for a while. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> uh, but I've been getting used, to, like she has a different energy than you do. Yeah. When, and when you review stuff, that's an intimate moment. Like you're looking at stuff, either you're playing a video game or an iOS game, or you're watching a TV show, or you're going to a movie. Or all of those things at the same time. And the same day. Yeah. Uh, and in the last, it was a, a good kind of crash course in getting to know how to work with her. Mm. Uh, because we had to do a lot in a short she, period of time. She farts a lot. She does fart a lot. Uh, when, I, when we saw Ouija on Wednesday night. I think it just opened today. Please, for the love of God, don't go see this movie. <laughs> that's what out a, that's out today, right? So you that's can out say today. That. Yeah, okay. what, what a that's miserable, today. miserable, miserable piece of shit. It, uh, John it, Wick opens today as well. One well, and, and Ouija will be forgotten about by Sunday. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean the, anybody a, nobody can pronounce it. Is it Ouija or Ouija? Ouija. Ouija. But it's just more fun. I mean that's the only fun that Marissa and I had was mispronouncing the word Ouija. Right. Because uh, you look at it, you're like, how do I say this? Uija? <laughs> like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. No imagination, nothing yeah. interesting. Lots of young kids, young actors, like you used to be. Yeah, I used to be young. They yeah. No, you used to be a young, attractive att actor. I, I, I used to be young and attractive. Now you're an old, attractive <laughs> man. <laughs> and uh, just a lot of young actors, you know, who probably all fired their agents after they saw the results of this movie. Yeah. Uh, no energy, no life, no, no, nothing at all. There. Right. I did see a movie that I really liked. I can't talk about it now. You can. Uh, it's reviewed all over. You can just say Nightcrawler. That, yeah, you've been in, thumping your chest about that. That that. I was didn't the, expect it to be good or fun. And or you saw that yesterday. Yesterday morning. And I didn't know that that screening was happening. I would have gone. Just I may have you fallen asleep. You don't have asleep. to go to. I may. I you may can go on Thursday, Wednesday night. They have another screening next week. I may go on Wednesday night. Really? If we're not reviewing something next week, but we probably uh, will. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing next week, but we did three movies in 24 hours, mm -hmm. and uh, two out of the three movies were awful. The medal is uh, is being minted right now, and will be given to you on Monday. Well, I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> I know you and I have done that a few times, where we've just basically gone and lived at Scotiabank at the. What can I? I shouldn't say that. I it's lived right. at the theater all day. Yeah, and uh, uh, and just I'm just. What am it's I doing? It's not good for your ass. Well, I don't, and I, yeah, my tailbone hurts a little bit yeah, today. Yeah, I know. It's not good for your butt to sit like that for that long. Wednesday night, I had a huge, you know, I got a popcorn. I, I told her, I said, I'm going to get a popcorn. I just have to. Yeah. Usually you and I get a popcorn. Yeah. He gets a little one because he's trying, he's watching his <laughs> Trying to his watch waist. my womanly figure, yeah. I'm uh, trying to preserve it. And yeah. I get a, I just get a giant one. So I got one on uh, Wednesday night and I got another one on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Huge bags of popcorn, tons of salt, butter. 
God, it was good. And the movies sucked. No, well, two of the movies were really terrible. I'm like, I started thinking maybe Vic and Marissa can do movies from now on. Uh, but really, Nightcrawler was. I and we'll 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 air our review next Friday. It's a long time to wait. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. Like it was so really. You'll, you'll sneak a thumbs up. Yeah. And the, and it was one but, of those things. You yeah. know, I talked. To, uh, we have a friend who works in the industry. Uh, and he and I were talking about this. I don't want to say who it is. Nobody needs to know that I'm friends with famous people who make games. Right. Friends who make movies who might have started James in Rocketeer. Cameron? Okay. Oh. James Cameron, okay. yes. He's okay. on speed dial on my yeah. phone. Okay. But he, he and I were talking about this recently. And uh, we were talking about Looper specifically. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the fact that you're entertained by what's going on on screen. And, and you've got, uh, who's in that? Richard Dreyfus. Looper? I know it's not Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that guy, yeah. but then the other guy, Bruce Willis. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus. And so I'm entertained by what they're doing, and it's just, but I'm also part of my brain, like 40% of my brain is busy with like mulling over the perplexities the of time of travel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, but he's from the future, and he's from the past. And right, so they Edge somehow, of Tomorrow is like that as well. I loved Edge of Tomorrow. Nobody yeah. went to see it. I know. But if you get a movie that gets two things going in my brain, and right now most of the lights are out in there, so if I get two lights on, <laughs> I am, and, and definitely I had some lights on during Nightcrawler. Awesome. Uh, so anytime I, I love what, that happens, uh, it's amazing. I, I love what Hall's doing, because he's trying to sort of, uh, you know, butt up against that image of the uh, of the sexy dude. You know, he doesn't want it to do anything. No, and he's right to do that. You're exactly yeah. right. And I thought about it over, the, and I'm giving away my review here, and we'll stop talking about it in a second. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't help but think of Robert De Niro in the 70s and 80s, yeah. and think about those early roles for De Niro, where he really became De Niro, where yeah. he was he was Travis Bickle, where he was Rupert Pupkin. Those are some of my favorite movies. Yeah. I really like The King of Comedy. Not enough people watch it and enjoy it and appreciate it. But, And I know Hall is not De Niro. But watching him in this role, you can see him not wanting to do yeah. the Tom Cruiseian thing, which is always the guy who knows more than everybody else, which is always the guy who has the best suit, which is always the guy that stumbles a little bit here and there. But mostly he's pretty cool yeah. and he's on point yeah. and he looks great. And here you see Hall just sort of going in the other direction. I'm betting the other way. I want to be a guy well, it's kind of who's Brad, not what perfect. Brad Pitt has been doing, you know? Like he he does slide in the direction of being the perfect guy every once in a while with his movies, but he has also taken a lot of risks to kind of uh, oh, I think he needs to take more. He I does. Yeah. He's he's been skirting the risk issue, but you're right. You know, but he at least has tried to play against it. And that's know? not what what the stars do usually. They mm -hmm. do like they a Robert what, Redford yeah. kind of thing where they're just the good guy. They look great. They, well, they ride a horse, find, they ride a motorcycle. It's their business. They find the yeah. thing that makes them the That's the, the easiest way to make bank. money, yeah. for sure. And Cruz uh I have a Edge ton of, of Tomorrow was so good. Yeah, and I have a ton of respect for him after watching The Making Of, and I tweeted this after I watched it, but everybody... Did you get a tweet out there? I got a tweet. I actually I put a tweet together. I wrote it all up. <laughs> Press send. <laughs> did you do that in Europe? Yep, I did. did a couple of tweets. <laughs> European Wi-Fi, woo! Uh, no, but uh, I watched The Making Of, yeah. and it, it was focused more on Doug Lyman, who's a complete nut bar, and a kind of... I a, love him. He's a mad genius, this yeah, guy. He's, he's really amazing. crazy. But the making of is fantastic, and one of the things that I really respected about Cruz, and I always have respected that he commits to what he's doing fully, and it's on screen, but then there's the post 
promotion. He's he's into it, you know. But that's what the making of really honestly shows. They like one of the coolest things is they had this huge Heathrow set. Uh, and I was just there, and I can tell you, it's a massive airport. It's crazy. And they built a, a model of that that was still massive. Uh, and they had all of these extras and all of these moving parts. And what they had to do was uh, get everybody back to first positions for several takes that they took of things. And he ran and said, look, I'm 50 years old. If you guys can't all keep up with me, you got problems. So he made the crew. What an asshole. But he made everybody just run. <laughs> what a dick Yeah, but it do. was like, it was... Because he was, I think he produced the movie or he had something to do with getting the thing made. So he didn't want to spend a ton of time doing all of the resets and all of the stuff. And, I, I, you know, I had to like, okay, this guy's actually considering the financials on what this whole enterprise means, you know. And I think that's part of what has made his career work, you know, even though his craziness has worked against him. His career has really... Uh, been solid. I think viewers are maybe viewers and consumers of popular entertainment like mm -hmm. movies and like TV shows are getting a little restless. Uh, we don't, you know, we, we, you know, TV has kind of spoiled the movie audience. Uh, you know, we've seen things like uh, Breaking Bad now, where you know, instead of traditional, or we've seen things like Mad Men, yeah. terrific television. You yeah. know, or we see th we've seen things like you know Tony Soprano, who really is kind of heroic. But he's also horribly flawed. And I think we're starting to see actors in films now feeling the effects or admiring the artistic effects of what's people, what people have been capable of on television. Yeah. And they want to do that in movies now. And I'm all for it, man. Yeah. I want to see the heroes taken apart. And, and this is a problem that the superhero movies are going to run in. They're going to run into that wall very quickly where we can't just have everybody being awesome, but then they kind of hit a hard time, and then they come back at the end, you know? Yeah, know. And, and so... The, well, the stakes aren't high enough because nobody really dies in superhero movies, I know, and it's... Nobody's ever really in trouble. And, and that, that happened while I was away, too, was the... Uh, DC. At, yeah, the DC film slate, which is ridiculously huge and ambitious, and I'm excited to see these movies, but it's like... It, it, it's going to saturate for sure. I mean, I think yeah. that people are going to be like, oh my God, another thing. And the other thing that happened while I was away is the Flash premiered and it got great ratings. Right so funny gate. to see the commercials of it because I you see them filming it all over the city we live in. Yeah. And so I'm just like, yep, that's uh, that's in Gastown. Oh, that's, they had a whole thing at the Vogue that's... Theater the other day. Was, yeah, well, and they was using the marquee and everything. Yeah, they shot when they were shooting that Vogue Theater thing. Yeah. That was where I used to live on, on, I don't want to see my address, but yeah. anyway, I used to live right by there, and so I used to look out, out the window, and I, I could just see these crews, and they were filming some action thing in an alley, and I haven't, I haven't watched any of the show yet. I don't know if it's The show's good. good. Yeah, I've watched uh, two of the three that have aired so far, and I'm, I'm a fan already. I like this uh, uh, Grant Gustin, I think is the name. He's, he's a good lead. I like Flash. Him. Yeah, he's good as the or Flash. A, that's the actor's name, Dustin? Yeah, Grant Gustin, I think it Guskin. is. And, and uh, Tom Cavanaugh is uh, playing an interesting role on that. I've always liked that guy. He's a Canadian actor. He used to be the star on Ed. I don't know if you remember that show. It was pretty cool. Is NBC that the show. one with the, with the guy with the beard who drinks beer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I'm enjoying the Flash. Gotham, you like Gotham? I'm actually digging a I've big chunk of Gotham. I haven't watched any of it. Every time I see the commercials, I, I feel, you know, I like Gotham and I like Batman of all yeah. the superheroes, but I've heard some really bad things about Gotham. I, and there's a lot of problems with it, but I think one of the things about Gotham that does work is that it's, 
it's all well and good to contain the story of a, a guy like Batman is the most realistic of the superheroes and that's well established and he's there. awesome and he's awesome but it's it's really a leap of uh, faith or you know a leap of uh, uh, you're sort of along for the ride to consider that this guy just comes to life and fights crime on his own without the city being a part of why he needed to be this freak in a bat suit, you know? And I think what Gotham kind of can build, and they're not doing it perfectly, but what they can kind of build is enough of the blocks to kind of tell us what pushed this guy over the edge to become, uh, you know, a guy in a bat suit. Did you review it on the show? Yeah. What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a seven and a half. I feel Jeez, that's I, pretty low. I feel like there's one of my favorite things, and I think it's a problem for a lot of people, is the relationship between Bruce and Alfred, and Bruce and Gordon, because the kid's actually doing a pretty good job, and I like that he's getting this kind of, uh, you know, virtuous but also uh, strong guidance from these two surrogate father types mm-hmm. that are going to give him a lot of the moral sort of center that he's going to need to be a guy that doesn't go to guns and doesn't start killing the enemies of his city, you know? And I, I like that they're built, you know, using those pieces. And there's a lot of other things that are not so subtle and there's a lot of cheese, but... Uh, yeah, J- I, you know, I talked to my friend Jason, mm-hmm. our, another one of our friends who yeah, maybe may, may or may super, not make super video successful games. successful guy, yeah. Yeah, another guy, the super successful person. But we he know. told me, he just told me one thing about Gotham, and that yeah. made me not want to watch it. Which he said, "There's lots of moments like Poison Ivy looking out from a little bush." That happened just, in the first episode. Like, yeah. How do you do that? How do you do such such? How do you make such a stupid, oversimplified move after Nolan's right movie? Well, the not first even two after movies. that. After the year one uh, comic, and then the animated movie that DC yeah. made. Uh, you know who I Frank love in the show? Wrote, uh, Batman Year One. Everybody should read that. That's the way. Yeah, that's your reading assignment for the weekend. Well, and that's the way to build for Gotham me too. from the I beginning. Didn't, I didn't Incredible. You like Donald Logue. You know who I love? Who? Is Cesar Romero. Like he's. He's not in this. He's, he's, he's in the 66 Batman. If you think that he's you have seen <laughs> an incredible Joker or you think Heath Ledger was good, the Cesar Romero in Gotham. He refused to, uh, to shave his mustache, right. by the way. So they just painted they it painted, white. They just put white all over his face. <laughs> so that. classic. That's what I'm doing on the show now. I'm going to grow a mustache, but then I'll paint hey, it white want, every day. Do you want to do Movember? No. What do you guys think? Should we do I Movember? When did I grow a beard? Two years ago? And then no, I, you grew a mustache. Oh, it I was, did have a mustache. You, you, you grew a full perv mustache. <laughs> and you wore it. I don't it. want to do it. You know I look terrible with a mustache. But it's November. Should we do it? But why? I, I do don't want, know. Let's give money to cancer. If you want to give cancer research, let's just donate some to, money. We're, in, we're, we're international we're, television we're, stars. Or we'll just give money to people with mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look like you, you could use some money listen, for a razor. Listen, yeah. let's take a question, and then I want to talk video games with you. I want to talk about what you well, played on The Flash. I, I want to say one let's thing about The Flash. Oh, and then okay. we're okay because this is what's happened right they announced all of these movies the suite of pictures they announced the new flash it's going to be the flash in the movie series ezra or something uh I don't, I don't know who he is uh and uh um what's the guy that was uh, Cesar Dolph romero. rocky no it's Cesar romero no uh, the 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 uh game lundgren. of thrones Dolph lundgren no the guy that uh, Alfie, uh what's his name jason momoa jason momoa conan is Aquaman, which is kind of cool. Theon Greyjoy? Theon Greyjoy is Aquaman. 
<laughs> Actually, that would have been. Anyways, he's he's Aquaman. He's is, Aquaman in the new Justice League. Uh, I don't know, man. It's I know it's great. Like I I dig the risks that they're taking to try to build something. The other thing is they uh, huge spoiler if you haven't heard this. Plug your ears if you don't want to know this. It. Jenna Malone is rumored to be Robin in Batman versus uh, Superman. I don't know who she is. She was in um, that. Um, that crazy uh, CG movie that uh, Zack Snyder made what, so with, she, with the, uh, oh, the giant robot oh, okay. and everything. So with she the wants girls. To, she wants to meet me. She, she wants to meet you. How did you work that together? No, I thought that's what you said. <laughs> no, she's Robin in uh, in, in the okay. new Batman. She's playing the character that Frank Miller wrote Sucker for Punch. Batman. Sucker Punch, right. Forgot the name of it because it was a terrible movie, uh, but uh, interesting visuals. And I like Jenna Malone, and I think this is pretty. She another was the big hero risk. with the blonde hair. She was one of the crazy, super talented, big ass, kick ass fighter, she, and she, she probably run. had a great friendship with Snyder on that. And Snyder saw that she would have the chops to do an action combat type role, but huge risk. A that there's Robin in this movie, and B that it's uh, a female Robin, but the. You know, it's been represented in the books, so I, I'm excited to see that. But here's what happened after all of this stuff: is Jeff Johns, who's the creative guy at DC, has now come out and said that uh, the because we've all been every fan out there of the shows Arrow and Flash and the Gotham and the stuff that's happening on TV has been wondering why it's not all integrated like Marvel's doing. Now Jeff Johns is saying it's a multiverse. And so everybody's speculating that there could be some threaded. That's there could enough be multiverse. I'm so yeah, like it's become a lazy way excuse for the way we do things. So like, what's well, the multiverse? The end. Well, it's also the way they problem solved. They've set up the books like that though. There's the oh, Earth right. Two superheroes and the Earth One. I just superheroes. want to see a good movie. Right. Maybe with some nudity. There. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, speaking of movies, uh, what do you guys see? The Josh uh, is back. I'm, I'm back. I'm not used to Josh being in here. He's great. <laughs> Um, the Avengers 2 trailer. Have you guys seen yeah. that? Yeah. And what do you guys think about it? I didn't see it. <laughs> I think it looks cool. Um, it doesn't It doesn't shock or surprise anymore because we're seeing characters in superhero costumes all the time. Uh, but it, I, I like the James Spader narration. He's, he's going to be uh, Ultron. Uh, the robot looks a little Transformer-y to me, which is weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm psyched. I, I love those actors. I that, had an idea for a, a a new part of the Vic's basement. Yeah, uh, where you and, and me and Roberto. Yeah, we score movie trailers. I like that. And so we'll just watch like three movie trailers and just give them a score. Right Let's there. start that next week. We'll do it with it. We'll start production with meetings on the show. I like it. That's right. All right, we're doing it. All right, we had any other questions? What else you got? Yeah, I got a bunch. Um, some folks are asking, what's the cereal box behind oh, you guys? Oh, geez, yeah. This is, uh, this was, uh, part, I have a helmet down there. We should show that off, too. Stupid. And it's, it's kind of dumb. Damn it. is much smaller. Um, <laughs> it's like you're working with Mighty Joe Young today. <laughs> <laughs> Don, it's me and Donkey Kong again. All right. All right. So, uh, Do I have to wear this? Yeah, okay. it's Sunset Overdrive sent some goodies. I don't um, want to wear it. I just did my hair yesterday. Yeah, don't, don't. <laughs> yesterday. Look. Uh, so they sent us Fizco cereal, um, which actually I don't think it is a it is cereal. I think it's no. a t-shirt. And see, it says this on this side. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a t-shirt with cereal on it. Okay, that's Holy the end of mackerel. the commercial for Sunset Overdrive. Well, it just, it's happening. 
Yeah, but what are you going to do? That's way too big Look for you. Look at that thing. It's huge. Yeah, that's Holy like Holy mackerel, that's like a man. Night they shirt. are invested in do that. Do you wear night shirts to bed? Maybe. I like... <laughs> I don't want you to know what I wear to bed. Okay, and then you get I a like... helmet with... Uh, this is very Road Warrior-esque. Can you just put that on and the night shirt and no clothes? <laughs> and come is and visit that, you? That... What are you? Well, <laughs> no. What are you suggesting? Just stay home. <laughs> just don't, stay home. Don't come near me. And, and I'll just uh, no, talk to my on. family and scare Put that them. on. Put the night shirt on and yeah. then run the vacuum for a little while. Okay. <laughs> Saturday night, baby. There it is. <laughs> it's a little too close to my Saturday night. Yep. All right, so that's back there. So uh, all of this came with the game, which uh, I'll be playing soon, so I'm excited. Uh, how are we playing it? Do you have it? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I, that's what, that is the weird thing now, right? Because, and it started today, you guys can't see this, but on my computer over there is a huge schedule for November because uh, we are uh, plotting and planning all of the different episodes that are going to be coming well, up. We lost a very dear friend. We did. This week, uh, Rob Koval, yep. who has yep. been with Victor Lucas for as long as you've almost been Victor Lucas, yep. uh, he actually left the Fif show. He's been with the company for 15 years. And he's been working on his resume for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and wondering if he could get another job. And then he got another job and, and, he, and he left. Which sucks. It's crazy. Yeah, and no, I have to do his and job. Yeah, no, we're not hiring anybody right now. Yeah, we, don't we're, send us we're, your resumes. Yeah, don't, we don't want any resumes Put right any now. any videos we, of we you wearing still, that helmet and that nice shirt. We're processing the, because uh, he is the EP elf. He's a great friend of the show he's part of our family forever he loves to take his shirt off he does he, he without uh, any uh, provocation he will go half naked he likes nudity and we'll put that on the show because it, I, I, ratings go up you feel you want to say something about Rob or just fuck it uh, no I love him and I miss him and I, yeah. I, you know he's gone one day and I miss him already and it means that we have to kind of conclude the season without him but uh, uh, I'm also happy for him because he's had one job in television and it's been with us and now he's going to get a uh, a taste of producing somewhere else and uh, I think he's going to hate it but <laughs> you know I think it's good for him to to branch out you know now his first job before he started working with you was making hot dogs at the fair was it? I don't know. And I, then, he, and he was a cook at the keg before. Oh, really? So yeah. he went from making hot dogs to being a superstar with Victor Lucas. So if you meet the right person when you're young enough, you too can have a 15-year career. Well, what, what was interesting about Rob uh, working here okay, is that he was... He was a cook at a restaurant that my wife actually worked at. Okay, I see. And he was the one guy on the staff that my wife would talk to that knew what we were doing was watching the show every weekend. And we actually ended up shooting uh, at the keg in Granville Island. A very, it's like a keg commercial now. Well, I mean, that's where we were. And they, they let us come in and shoot. We shot reviews on the run there. And, and uh, Tommy and I ate spaghetti through the whole thing. Who's? Who? What? Uh, another guy on the show. Tommy? Long forgotten. Uh, and uh, um, Rob came up after afterwards and was really nervous and excited to meet us and, and really genuine and happy. And back then, it was a, a big deal to meet people that spoke this language. Yes. And that, you know, were appreciative of the work that we were doing and wanted to be a part of it. And that resonated with me. And I said, well, you know, maybe there's going to be a, a job for you. Why don't you come out and visit our production office? We were out in Burnaby. Uh, back back at the time, and he was really with you through. Let's be honest, like what every, it is, ups yeah. and downs oh, all yeah. over the place. Crazy, we've been through every goddamn thing with this with this show, with wanna, this company. If you want to make a media company, that's that's what you're going to oh, go and it's, through. Yeah, and it's it never ceases to be, uh, you know. Challenging and fun and energizing and and uh, challenging again and uh, you know the core of it is we want to have a great time talking about some 
some very cool things, and that's what we've been able to do for a very long time. He's, but, he's uh, the one who made us go see Ouija. Is oh, well, see. I wasn't sad to see him go. He's gone. That's what he. That's what you do. No, but uh, yeah, we love him. We miss him, and uh, he's a big fan of Halloween. So I think next week we're going to dedicate our Halloween episode of reviews on the run to him. Let the people know. But you guys are the first to hear uh, out of there. And the EP I, Elf is gone. Yeah, and he. He isn't a uh, tweet guy, so I don't know. Maybe you can uh, tweet at me or, or Scott, and we'll forward off that stuff to his really, email. I've known him for about seven years. I don't really know what kind of guy he is, frankly. Well, he's he he, he would do his work, and then he would go home. I think that he, that's right, and you, you wouldn't know, be able to reach him until the next day. Which I, I it made me angry some days, but it also made me appreciate that yes. you have to have a work life balance, and you got to do you, other things. You and I haven't figured out. Yet. <laughs> we, we live this goddamn stuff. Yeah, I'm playing a video game that we have to review later that day at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, it's uh, one it's of the things I liked about news. Rob. Yeah, he liked pizza. Yes, he did. And he liked Star Wars. Okay, and so if you ever had a Star Wars question or wanted some Star Wars trivia, in fact, in the last couple of weeks, just before he left. We watched a thing online, which was the Star Wars video footage. I don't know if this is fake or not, but it was yeah. it was uh, the scene at the very end of the movie when they get their medals yeah. from the 1977 oh, without original. without sound? Without sound. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, Chewbacca's just making this kind of... <laughs> <laughs> and we were laughing, and I, I, I don't know... I should have asked him he would, uh, if it was real or not. Oh, it was it, fake. Oh, that it was, was it was all post processed to see how silly things would be without uh, without audio. It was fake. See what happens when you go away. We don't know what's fake and what's real. Yeah. But I love the fact that he loves Star Wars so much, uh, and I want to talk about Star Wars. But let's take another question real quick. Yeah. Uh, some folks want to know what you're playing on the plane. Oh, geez, I was playing. Um, uh, you know what blew my mind? Oh, and boy. Ben and Jose are going to be reviewing it. Here and it's not, it's not finished, but holy shit, NBA 2K15 on uh, iOS. I was playing it on the, the 6 Plus. It's ridiculous. It looks like a PS3. It's, it's been between PS2, PS3 caliber visuals. And you got to use the touchscreen, though. For now. But th what they did last year was they had uh, M5 controls. They're saying on the, on the, um, on the game info page that it will use the controller so i expect the update will be there they're also going to have season mode there's missing some stuff but you have the career mode that you get in the console game so you actually get tips and you're you're rated all the way through an rpg like kind of you know experience playing the game but it looks incredible and the fans are all jumping up and down and it's exciting i was playing the thing going holy shit this is uh it's a this is a big leap forward for portable sports games is there any other game you want to mention um, that one was pretty boring uh, I played a game called, it's a totally surreal thing, you'll see it on the show, it's, uh, and I forget the name of it, it's, uh, I think it's Pixel Boat Rush. Listen, and let's move on. That's the... <laughs> it was good. Come on. It was fun. Pixel Boat Rush? Yeah, and it's, uh, it's like a, it's like an Atari Lynx game, where, you, and it's almost like, um, uh, Motocross Maniacs, or, uh, uh, what's the old NES Excite Excite Bike? Yeah, the the two D Excite Bike thing. But you've got these uh, boats doing flips and stunts and shooting. And I played a ton of Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS, which is one of the best games of 2014. It's it's a perfect platform for that game. I know you hate Smash Brothers, I do. Uh, but there's something so cool about uh, collecting and unlocking all of the stuff in the thing in this intimate personal sort of setting like that on a on a on a, uh, a 
a portable game because it feels like it shouldn't work, but it works wonderfully. Whenever you're traveling, yeah. have you ever thought about uh, reading or doing a crossword puzzle? I do. I read a little bit of... Okay, um, that's good. I do. I, that makes what me I, feel better. I catch up on some comics usually is what I do. Jesus. I, I love comic books. And I, I know you do. The, but, and they're great, I'm sure. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, and I read some magazines and stuff. But uh, yeah, I like to play and I like to uh, get caught up on movies. You know what I did do on, on the plane? I watched, uh, because of Alien Isolation, I watched Ridley Scott's Alien, uh, which is amazing. You know, and, great film. And I, I don't know... If, Have you seen Blade Runner? That's pretty good. Yeah, but and that's what I was thinking is, I don't know what's better between those two. Aliens yeah. or Alien? Alien or Blade Runner. Uh, let's just say they're both about the same, 9.5, 9.5. They're incredible. Yeah, and they're and uh, the other thing I did is I watched Prometheus to see <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Where, what kind of transpired in this whole thing. And yeah. it is... It's a pretty cool movie, except they Jar Jar Binks'd it with these ridiculous scientists who are bumbling through caves and it, it just completely lost all of sort of you know sort of the slickness and the intelligence that was presented in there there's a lot of great stuff in that movie but it was uh, yeah it's a pale imitation so if you are a Hollywood screenwriter and you're working on Prometheus 2 yeah leave out the bumbling scientists Vic doesn't want them but let's talk about Star Wars again okay okay back to Star Wars uh, as I recover and I get better and I get stronger, uh, the things that uh, go down easy for me are things I've seen before. So one night, uh, I started looking around. And Marissa and I talked about this a little bit, so I won't dwell on it. I started looking around. I was pretty sure that I had the DVD of Star Wars, the original, yeah. without all the shit that George yeah. put in there. And so I found a copy. I have like six copies of this movie, and they're all different. One has an explosion that goes like this, and one goes like this. And one looks like a dong. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I couldn't find it, and I started going through all my copies. Finally, I found it. It was just like on a secret second, second disc, and it hasn't been released in its pure form on DVD too often. I think only one, yeah, one other time. Rumor is that it's going to be out on Blu-ray this year. I have it already. In 2015. I, mean. I have it. Yeah. Okay, I, you got it. Anyway, I watch Han Solo. Han. I say Han where I'm from. Okay. I'm from the East Coast. Hand. I say Han Solo. <laughs> okay. And he shoots first. And I just shuddered yeah. with pleasure yeah. and delight. And I could not believe how truly exhilarating that is a moment yeah. in any movie that I've seen ever. It's so exciting and you feel like it's forbidden now and it feels almost pornographic because George doesn't want us to really see that they anymore. totally neutered him. I know, he's a ruthless he is psychopath. Neutered. And it, he is that in Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. When you first meet him, you think his cock must be so huge. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's kids watching. But then once he, you realize he's not supposed to shoot first, you're like, it must be so small. Yeah. Like, why did George shorten her, uh, well, imagine, Han Solo's cock? Imagine what Harrison Ford feels like, you know? Like, he's doing that work. He's doing, he is that guy. He's embodying this character. And they screwed him on that. And they screwed him on uh, Blade Runner with all of the narration that he tried to sabotage. And, and the Indiana Jones movies, you know? Like, he, he lays down the groundwork for these things. And then uh, they turn it into the amusement park rides. And, and that's, like, that's the, the other sort of legacy of Rob Coble, too. Uh, you look at his desktop, which Marissa has cleaned off, and is now sitting at his desk. Yeah, his uh, Star Wars Episode Seven logo is gone. But that was all 
stuff that he was excited about yeah, yeah, the, uh, and his, looking forward his to. His desktop was the logo for episode seven. Such optimism. You know, I, I was in London and I, and I was just walking around and it hit me like they're shooting Star Wars here right now. They're making it right here. They're, they're, all of them are here. They're assembled. They're shooting. I, I, I had like this moment of like totally flipping out. I wanted to go and find them. I wanted to know where everybody was. I didn't, but uh, it was exciting. It was cool to you be. Saw episode one, two, and three, right? I did, yeah, yeah. And it's... I actually, I did watch the first episode of Rebels uh, when I was uh, overseas too, because it was free on iTunes, and I thought it was okay. I didn't. I don't think it sparkled with uh, the same energy that uh, Clone Wars did. Yeah, Han Solo. Yeah, used to be. Seriously, man, yeah, that guy and the way he dressed too. Dude, he I know. Put, he had his boots up to his knees. Black pants, white shirt, a little a little blouse. Well, that was the that was that was the costume department turning him into like honestly, he was Errol Flynn, man. Like, he was so badass. Oh, I love you know, Chewbacca's so great. I know they're so like George. Well, and I hope that the the new movies so lean in that direction. That's what they're all promising no. us, but not too much. They're either. gonna get Star. They're not, gonna get Star Trek. That's what's gonna happen. Oh God, I hope not. Like, why, why are we ex- like just why can't that just be an isolated moment? We had fun with that. It worked. But let's make up new worlds now. We Nostalgia don't need to keep... is powerful. We, yeah, but it doesn't work. And then we go back and we're like, we're excited and we're here. And then it's just like, oh yeah, why did we want that? That's why I kind of like Man of Steel. Why did we? That was oh, the, Jesus that was the, Honestly, it was. Because, I'm going to walk out. No, because they said, we're not going to do that. We're not going to tap into what you already know. We're going to totally wipe the slate clean. Let's just make it Listen, our own thing. I'm and, at and a point now where the movie perfect. is kind of vanishing from my head. Yeah. And then you have to say it. And then it comes back. And I just picture Kevin Costner I know, crying or something. Uh, no, I like that stuff. Oh, I, like, I liked all of that stuff. It was, uh, it was a good risk. And yeah, I think that that was the the ballsy thing that uh, that Snyder did. I'm, it's all, all like right. if Batman versus Superman sucks, we're gonna see the trailer. I think next week actually. Yeah, okay, then we'll do, that'll be our first trailer next week. Do you yeah. have another question? And then I want to talk video games, and then yeah. we're gonna go. And home then we're out. Um, we're out. I have Seacrest one out. question about Extra Life. I yeah. don't know if you guys know about that. Yes. Yes. Are you guys doing anything for it? Hell no. Okay, can we talk okay. about video games now? I don't no, know what that I, is. Well, Extra Life is the charity thing. It's awesome. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm super psyched that people are doing that, but uh, we are freaking busy, man. We make so much television, and we do so many things around games and have so much content to make that the idea of doing 24 hours of straight gaming on top of that and trying to have any semblance oh, fuck of... fuck that, yeah. I, there's, like, no disrespect to anybody that's doing it. It's fantastic. It's an honorable thing. We just uh, lost Rob Koval. But, yeah, we have a lot of work to do that revolves around the consumption of all of this so stuff. So you had a little video game moment there, and I want to yeah. have one, too. Okay, yes. Uh, Shinji Mikami and his team at, at Tango yep. Gameworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, have delivered the evil within uh, that's out you can go buy that and you should be playing it this weekend especially if you're uh, in Canada yeah. if you're in the North America the weather is not great this time of year so mm-hmm. this is a great time of year to play this game um, Marissa was horrified by it yeah uh, and I'm, I was worried for her. but honestly <laughs> putting her through the ringer yeah really and she, she didn't even want to see Ouija on Wednesday but that I this game and I know you haven't had a chance to play no, much of it yet. I because I just got, yeah, I can't wait. But I love this game. Yeah. It's not perfect, and I'm not sure that it quite tops Resident Evil 4, which yeah. was so terrific. I don't know when that was, 2006 maybe, or 2000, 2004. 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but man, that's a great game. And Bayonetta 2. And I can't really say, well, it's already out. Wait, it comes uh, out tomorrow, next week. Very soon, if it's not out. You anyway, can say it. The reviews are all over the place. Uh, or do you love Bayonetta 2? No. And I have Whoa. some. I, I'll tell you what, I, I loved the first hour of it. And okay. I think it may be one of the best hours of video gaming I've ever had oh in my, my life. And you're chop, you know, chopping off the heads of giant dragons, and your hair is flying off your body into hair punches. <laughs> like, this is incredible. It's yeah. exhilarating. It's like a Roger Corman movie or something. They're just making up crazy shit, and your hair f- turns into a dragon, and it fights another dragon. And I'm like, well, I can't even believe this shit. And then the thing just kind of like, it's like and a roller coaster. And then it's 40 just like, more hours of that. Yeah, it's all the same, all the same, all the same, all the same, all the same. And so I'm playing it on a harder difficulty now. This is my second time through the game. Yeah, and it's a little short, which also disappoints me. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, it, artistically, it was a brave move on Nintendo's part to say we're going to own this. Totally, it's going to be a Wii U thing, and you know, in I, fact, I mean, honestly, like the the Platinum the Wii, is an amazing developer. And Nintendo's Wii, throwing them love. Yeah, Wii U had a game like this two years ago. I yeah. think we all would feel a little differently about the Wii U right now. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, how have I not been playing the Wii U more? I kind of love it. Now that I've got a game that draws me, I know it's a to cool machine. It is. It's, it is, and what and what Platinum gets out of this machine yeah. on this game is incredible. It looks as good as anything on my PS4. Dude, it Mario Kart Eight was like that too. I know, and I know that was more of the same. But you're right. The Wii U is a good machine that sorely needs software, man. But this game is sexy and it's weird and it's offensive and it's violent. But I'm just like, nobody does this stuff better than Platinum. I think they have really taken all the things that, you know, whatever sort of small, dangerous areas we have left in gaming, nobody does that better than them. Dude, I can't wait to play that. I'm playing Evil Within. I'm playing a little more Mordor. I'm playing uh, Sunset, uh, Little Halo. It's a good weekend. In like the last few weeks, now that I'm getting stronger and better, I've finished three games. Awesome. Wolfenstein, which took me like four months to finish, <laughs> but I loved it, and I think it's a game. And I'm not—I'm not sure. We haven't figured out. We're getting closer to our year-end stuff. Uh, I guess we can let. Listen, this is the uh, the the diehard, the hardcore fans that uh, we really but love. You want me out of the year-end stuff? I think. No, you're in the year-end. I didn't really do play well, the stuff the whole year. We're going to have time. We're going to have a week, basically, for you to consume as much of it as you oh, possibly can. I think just let you guys who've been living this life. Oh, right. We had talked about you doing a uh, sign thing. Yeah, you do. Well, we'll figure that out. We'll have that production. I want to be week. in the show, Vic, but yeah. he's trying to put me on the sidelines. Yeah, you sit on the. You, you be the uh, the put, sideline. And reporter. Marissa is in charge this year. Yep, she's the boss. She made way more TV than I did. She made a lot of TV, man. She kicked ass. She stepped she right up. She totally. She's rules. really good. I know. I like, know. I wasn't sure about her. She's pretty good. What are you going to give her? Seven. Seven? <laughs> Way too low. What are you going to give her? 8.5. 11? 11? And that's just in her first year. <laughs> she, I didn't get an 8.5 until year four. No, you... Uh, we'll review you another episode. Okay, this is getting uh, awkward. Um, we are doing something cool. You're, you guys are uh, fantastic. Thank you for listening and watching and being here if you're watching the live stream. Especially Dale, if you're watching. I don't know if Dale's watching. If Dale is watching at home. Dale, are you there? Yeah. Are you, are you wearing pants? <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, we are going to do something cool. We're going to do a, a road to the Rocket and Raygun Awards. Mm, this sounds intriguing. Uh, every Thursday in November, we're going to go through... Um, uh, a list of games that qualify for our 
uh, final bracket tournament style of the game of the year contenders. We are going to do what we did last year. We, we really enjoyed it. We know it's different. We know it's not the way that everybody else does it. But trying to shoehorn all of this incredible art into categories yes. seems a little diminishing. Uh, and it always makes incredible titles like last year remember nba 2k14 which was such a revelation last year was a terrific next-gen product that kind of stuff gets relegated to a totally different sphere if you just say best sports game well that's not quite good enough that was a shocking development in games and it needed that love that we gave it same with uh legend of zelda uh, you know um uh a tale between worlds what, what's it called i was i was skyward from, sword no it's i was on the wii i always forget that i like that one a link between worlds uh, that was also a contender last year, and so we're doing something similar this year. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a little. Uh, see ya. We're going to do a little. Oh, you got my my fruit. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, lead up to it and uh, highlight some of the best stuff. Have some discussions about it. Uh, that's what I'll be eating after Vic's basement is done. It's a banana. It's an apple and an orange. This eat your fruit. Is what your genitals look like when you get into your forties. <laughs> One is down here, and it's, and it's kind of orange, and the other one is a lighter color, but it rides a little higher. <laughs> and enjoy eating that now, Vic. Uh, I'm lunch. excited about this. I'm sorry. Just, you feel like I've humiliated your fruit? You just made fun of my fruit, man. Uh, you know... Uh, cool, dude. Did you, did you get that at your market, Donald's? Yeah. That's another Shout commercial. out. Shout out to Donald's. Donald's! <laughs> any other questions or any any comments or anything like there are uh, people asking for when's marissa coming back <laughs> no not yet um they're asking what you guys are going to be playing this weekend i guess i listed off oh, your my, list of yours my uh, huge Scott? list uh i'm gonna try uh, i'm gonna try to finish bayonetta 2 uh not this will be in the vernacular of the game my my uh, second climax what Okay. Really? Yeah, they did it in the first game like you know, that, too. They have Nintendo outfits in there, right? She can wear yeah, the Link costume and the uh, Honestly, Princess if you Peach. still care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that Platinum and, did oh, that. Oh, and check I out the photo mode shit. in Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. You're over here not listening to me looking at your phone. Oh, there's a photo mode in Shadow of Mordor. I'm like, what the fuck do we need that for? You're fighting a giant orc or That's something. That's a beautiful game. They did that an amazing a, job you know, on the you art know, the, in that game. There haven't been consistent bright spots over the course of mm -hmm. the year, but the few bright spots that we have found have been very bright. Yep. And it's in these moments, like I, I just got well enough to play games again, and I'm playing The Evil Within, which is by one of my favorite video game directors and favorite game development teams in the world. Yeah. And I'm playing Bayonetta 2 from Platinum, and I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with this industry. No. It's fine. It, well, it's easy to say that in November. It is, I know. You know we need but more the rest of, of the that year was, throughout the year, you know, or October. It's, uh, the rest of the year was all fluster clock. This, this was a tough year, for sure. And we'll be talking a lot more about that as we wind everything down. But uh, thank you. That is it for the basement this week. Uh, it was and, weird working with you, because uh, it's new. Oh, yeah? Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was I, fine. But I, I like you... <laughs> I guess we could do this again. <laughs> well, let's do it again, Donkey Kong. All right, Cesar Romero. All right, see you later, everyone. Thanks for watching, listening, and you want to say Stitcher? Do are we still saying Stitcher? Still Stitcher. You created okay. it. All right. All right. We, you we don't go. know what it is, but Send they like us check. too. All right, take care. <laughs>